time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the O.J. Simpson trial. Ooh, this is another one of those. If you were live when this happened, you could not, not know about it. Yeah, you couldn't get away from it. Hmm. The trial was all over TV for months in 1995, pretty much for all of 1995. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the lead up was Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend Ronald Goldman were killed on June 12th, 1994. O.J. Simpson, also known his original name is Orenthal. Did you see that? Orenthal? Yeah. No wonder he goes by O.J. Well, that's the, why they it, it, the, the actual title of the case is the state of California versus Orenthal, whatever Orenthal. the J is, Simpson. Like they 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 have the whole the whole name, but he goes by OJ. Uh, yeah. So the pair were stabbed to death, and OJ Simpson was arrested for it. What's interesting about it is the I mean, from beginning to end, it's just a bizarre experience because. The arrest involved OJ driving down the highway in a white Ford Bronco, and there were so many helicopters going around following news helicopters and stuff that they had to be careful. One ran out of gas and had to like have another one keep an eye on it for them. They had they closed on the interstate, and there was just like a row of cop cars following OJ, and it was on every channel. Yeah. Well, and you have to let, because I I I've, I've found out that like there's younger folks who listen to us because they're kind of into that retro action. So we have to say who OJ is. Or Do we? Who, who we? Yeah, what? because yeah. some people might not know the juice. So he, he, yeah, the juice. He was a running back for the Bills, Buffalo Bills, and he he was like a legendary running back. So he was he was famous for, as an athlete, as a football star, right? And then he even did some acting. Do you remember he was in those uh, naked gun movies? Naked gun movies and stuff. So he, he's he's a pretty he's a famous guy. So that's why people were interested in like he's running away. His friend was driving the Bronco, and he's back there with and he's saying, "I got a knife to my throat." I thought and he had so a, no, he had a gun, to a his, gun to he, his head, something yeah, he had like a gun that, to his head. right? Mm-hmm. And so. And this was all over the news because he's famous, right? If I did that, they, I'd be all over the news. But then, like, they, but then that would be it. <laughs> yeah. But for OJ, it's not because he's a famous football star, right? Yeah, and this is definitely has, as you mentioned a few times in the mid '90s, is in early '90s is really when we started to see that 24-hour news cycle grow on and daytime television and trash TV, and so this was just massive, massive news in that mindset of just like all these people wanting to watch and see what happened. Apparently it did a really good job for Bronco sales as well. They saw a spike in sales after this. It was like a, you know, hour, multi-hour, I think it was like what, three hours that they were following it or something like that. And, um, they started selling those white Broncos, huh? Yeah. Ford started selling a lot of That's probably why they're collectibles now too. So, uh, OJ supposedly, went over to his ex-wife's house, got into an argument with her, and in the process of the argument, stabbed her. Um, Ron Goldman had some, apparently had some sunglasses or some glasses of hers or something like that. They had, she had eaten at a restaurant that he worked at and he was returning the sunglasses or whatever. 
and just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time from the sounds of it. And um, they got killed. They got stabbed multiple times. Yeah, that was on June 12th, 1994 at her uh, condo in L.A., they found certain things at the scene that led them to OJ, a mysterious glove that will come into play later on. One glove was found at his house later on. Uh, some blood that DNA experts showed was his. Uh, I think they had some other basically key items that they found on and the scene as well as in OJ's house and the car and stuff. And um, with that, they decided to charge him. And he then went out and hired what is known as the Dream Team of Defenders. Yeah, and that was F. Lee Bailey, Robert Blasier, Sean Chapman, Holly, Robert Shapiro, and Alan Dershowitz. And then Johnny Cochran later became the defense, like the lead attorney there. So he had a whole team, dude. Yeah, like top of the line key team. Did you mention Robert Cardassian? No, no, yeah, that's right. Father of the Cardassians uh, that are so famous now. Yeah, so he had it. He didn't have just one lawyer. Like, if it were me, it'd be like one guy from public like, defender. Yeah, it'd be a public defender from Issaquah, right? He'd be like appointed to me. But OJ had a whole team, and their whole thing was well. Th so the defense is whole thing was well L the la police department they're racist and they planted a bunch of stuff including that glove that you were talking about yeah remember what who was it that said the famous line that obviously turned this whole thing because this whole thing was played 24 hours on cnn for a whole year in 1995 you couldn't get away from it and i think was it who, who was it, it was johnny it, cochran yeah if, if it if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. They started making sayings and stuff. <laughs> if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, there were two things. There was a hat that they found that uh, because somebody saw somebody with or something like that, there was a, a cap. But the glove was the key one. So what they did is they had OJ try on this glove. To, they So they were able to confirm that it was a matching set for the gloves. And basically what Cochran and Shapiro and the rest of them were saying was that this was evidence planted by the police on OJ. And what they did is they had him try the glove on and he struggled to get his hand into it and basically implying that it wasn't his glove because his big hands wouldn't fit in the glove. Yeah. And then, and then the saying, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. So that's we started going into into that kind of level of stuff. Yeah, and that was parodied on so many different things too. Seinfeld did a did a good one where they had a Johnny Cochran lawyer type character that popped up a few times in the show. Uh, he, if if you have never heard him do any of these speaking moments during this bit, go to YouTube and look it up because he's like kind of like an evangelist. He's he seemed to really enjoy the celebrity aspect of the case that he got out of it. Yeah, and, and this whole thing was a celebrity kind of thing. I mean, we, we, we kind of know about it now with that Amber Heard thing, and it's not like a new—having these big profile cases televised isn't new anymore, but it was back then because 
I don't remember this ever happening before OJ, where you'd literally have cable news like 24 hours a day of the OJ Simpson trial. This this had never happened before. And then the whole thing about public opinion where like the cable news place, they're doing opinion polls and, you know, a lot of white people say he did it, but African-Americans say he didn't do it. And they even like, well, if, if you're a, if you're a Bills fan, then a lot of them think he didn't do it. But, you know, Patriots fans are like, yeah, he totally did it. This kind of weirdness, and this is when, the 90s is when, you, like like I say often, is when the start of the modern era, like the weird media weirdness, that all started with this. Yeah, uh, to, to give an idea on how big this was media-wise, 95 to 150 million people tuned in to watch the verdict of the case, including Bill Clinton at the White House with his staff. The chase that we mentioned, 95 million people in the U.S. watched that. In comparison, 90 million people had watched that year's Super Bowl. So more people watched the chase than the Super Bowl. Um, international, all over the world, news was talking about it. It just wasn't the U.S. It, it just was insane, like how many people were watching and paying attention to this thing. That had never been done before that. And I don't think even the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, I don't think. No, I I don't compare. I don't know if you'll, I don't, I don't know if you'll ever have another OJ trial thing again. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you'll ever have that. It was so weird. But yeah, I remember I go to my grandma's place and she's, everybody's, she and her girlfriend's just watching the trial. It was like in 1995, that's what you watched. You, you you didn't really watch much of anything. You were watching news channels and you were keeping up on the OJ trial. You couldn't watch anything else most of the time. No, it's OJ everywhere. The OJ trial, um, and people were captivated by this. And I guess you learned a lot about the legal system. I guess um, the 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 prosecutors were saying hey he he has a history of domestic violence and they were just going and it took nine months to just get through this thing they had over 100 witnesses nearly a thousand exhibits did tons of dna evidence and now i think dna evidence is more believed but their one of the arguments was that they picked a jury that might be a little less inclined to believe it. Um, They picked a jury that might be more inclined to believe him because he was black, so the jury was majority black. Um, You know, so so it's crazy how the the judicial... Judicial. judicial. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard one to say. (laughs) It's crazy how the judicial system is fucked in the sense of how having money makes a difference yeah you know like you said like if the, if this was you you'd get a public defender maybe if if uh you know i don't know where you'd yeah that's it maybe if you had some money in the bank you could you could spend some on an attorney and even that it would just be it'd break the bank for a normal human being yeah and i'd have one guy yeah not a team not a so team that this really did expose like we're a nation of laws and we're kind of hold our judicial system pretty high. And I guess that's 
rightfully so in a lot because there are worse in the world for sure but we're such we're, we're everything's such a money driven thing here that you can have a better defense in the court if you have more money yeah and that's a fact jack that's a fact and this kind of proved it yeah the prosecuting attorneys i mean they presented so much evidence and there is some argument that maybe they had access to stuff that they should have presented or didn't that kind of stuff but you know when you're looking at all this legit evidence and the prosecutor or the defendants are saying well yeah of course it's there because the police planted it and this is shortly after the Rodney King riots which we've mm -hmm. talked about in the past on this so you've got a jury that kind of believes that you know they're like well shit yeah four cops just got off for beating a guy so it's entirely possible that the police planted all this evidence uh, and it seems like that definitely came into play. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, he, he didn't, he, he's, he's not guilty, right? We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of Penal Code Section 187A, a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson, a human being, as charged in count one of the information. And I learned a few things from my from this research that I want to share with you and it's not all I, I kind of in a way wish I had I don't know some of this I'll tell you at the end what I wish I didn't know but firstly so later on he he got he, he was liable for like wrongful death and had to pay over 30 million dollars yeah 33.5 million so I started looking into it because I'm like well wait a minute so he is guilty like Wait a minute. He, he, you said he's not guilty, but then you have another case that says he is. So there's a difference between criminal court and civil court. And there's different standards, right? Criminal court, you have to... So the prosecution has to convince a jury without reasonable... Like, they, there should, they can't be any reasonable doubt. And the way, the, why they do that is... Like they want to protect individual freedoms, right? So criminal case, you have there has to be no doubt that you are guilty, and if there is, then you're. It's not that you're not guilty. It's just you haven't. They haven't. The burden of proof is on 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 the people who say you're guilty, right? And I guess in this case, whether you you know agree with it or not, the jury said there was a reasonable doubt. But a civil court. They don't have that same reasonable doubt. Civil court's more like, ah, eh, more likely than not. Because someone's not going to jail. It's it's all about paying out. So the civil court said, yeah, you probably did it, so you should you should fork up some dough. So I learned that our court system pretty interesting. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, you got one court says you're... It says it's not that you're not guilty. It's just that they can't prove you're guilty. And then the civil court's like, yeah, you're probably guilty, so you got to pay up. Yeah. And that money that he lost in that case, he filed for bankruptcy not too long after that. And according to one thing I read, he's paid roughly 1%. Like the Brown Goldman family's got roughly 1% of that. You know, because of like all this, he uh, he didn't write a book, but somebody else wrote a book, which was called "If I Did It," <laughs> and um, they sued and got the money from that book. Um, but in general, they have gotten barely any any of yeah, the money. because 
there's a law that says you can't profit off your crime. I, I don't know what that law is, but if you you can't you can't profit off your crime, and if you do, then that money has to go to the victims. So that's what happened there. And didn't he get in trouble for like trying to steal his own memorabilia back in Vegas or something? Yeah, he actually got arrested in in 2007 and was charged with multiple things, robbery, assault, kidnapping, like all this other kind of stuff, and was convicted and ended up serving, I think, nine years on that conviction, even though it was supposed to be like a 33-year sentence. So uh, he is out and free this day, living, living in Las Vegas. Yeah, so that's the thing I also learned is, so look, if, if you basically get away with murder and then your sentence after all this burglary or whatever is reduced, like me, me I'd go and, and just kind of chill somewhere and stay out of the limelight. But I, I found out there's this kid on YouTube saying, hey, by the way, people my parents' age, you're probably going to freak out about this, but uh, he... He's doing TikTok videos. Oh wow! Did you know? And, and no, I knew I knew he had a Twitter, but I didn't know he was doing TikTok. No, now he's doing TikTok videos, and as my son would say, they're very cringy. They've got the whole. He's trying to do the young people thing with how they do things on TikTok or whatnot, with the voice that starts in the beginning, the robot voice, whatever. But then he's he's interacting with people. And he's answering questions like this. Young people are like, did Jeffrey Dahmer do it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. And stuff like this. And, and it's just like, it makes, I'm like, I can't believe. And he's in a, he's talking with young people online. And I'm like, I don't, what is going on? Where, where am I? What kind of freaking bizarro world am I living in? <laughs> That's why I wish I, I, this is one of the topics I kind of regret <laughs> looking at because i wish I, I i didn't know and i didn't see those oj simpson tiktok videos i i was really blissful in my ignorance of that oh well luckily <laughs> i still am well yeah but now i'm sorry i gave you the information that i told you that he's doing tiktok videos mm. and heaven forbid you should be so um curious that you actually go watch these because they probably piss you off Probably. And they'll make you cringe, as, as my son says. They're cringy AF. <laughs> cringy AF, dude. Well, and the thing is, like, okay, let's say hypothetically he did do it. And, okay, great. So after he was released, he went home and had a huge party at his house, at his mansion. He sort of released that book, If I Did It. He did interviews where he would talk to people, you know, doing interviews and be like, well, if I did do it. This is how I would have done it, but I didn't. He um, And, of course, he made the statement right afterwards saying basically that he would pursue the killers and find them if it was the last thing he did. Something rephrasing it a little bit, but basically made a statement like that. I don't think he has. I don't think he has at all. No. Um, and there's no, no other suspects have come to light. So I don't know. It was a weird time. Yeah. 1995 with the OJ trial all over the news 24 hours a day and everybody enthralled on it and everybody having their opinions about it. I think that is the start of the modern era because now you get a lot of this weird shit. Back then it was weird, uh, but now it's yeah, this kind of stuff is kind of normal now. But back then it was like, wow, this the world has changed. <laughs> yeah. So, so the modern world, I think, really started 
at least with that in that respect in 1995 with the OJ trial because now sensational journalism and all this weirdness is uh, just kind of a normal thing. Uh, but back then it was kind of weird. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. And it's like 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 you said, it kind of makes you pissed off about the judicial system. Uh, you had this. Maybe maybe he didn't do it. I'm of the boat where I'd say the evidence looks pretty pretty damning. Just before this, you had the Rodney King thing and the riots and that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. another what I would consider a wrong decision by the courts. And it's just kind of it's kind of a bullshit thing that yeah. this guy who most possibly, most likely, in my opinion, did this crime. Well, he did it, dude. Just say it. He, and he did it, and he got away with it. Yeah, I'm gonna, got that's away my with opinion. It. I, I don't think that's my opinion. I think it's totally like. That's the and, truth, but <laughs> and now it basically makes fun of it, like right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just in such bad taste as a and human being. And even if you didn't do it, but you yeah. still like whether you did or didn't, the whole well, if I did and write a book and TikToks and all this crap, I, he's just a poor taste guy. He's he's a goon, and I hope something bad happens to him. I do. <laughs> I think he's such a goon, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's so. Terrible whatever if you were around in 1995 you'll have to tell us like what you what your experience was because if if you can remember 1995 you remember this there was no getting away from it yeah absolutely well folks uh as jamie mentioned let us know your thoughts on this particular experience you can reach us on the social media platforms at the 80s and 90s com you can shoot us an email through our website by clicking the contact us on the 80s and 90s.com. And with that, we will say we are out of here like OJ cruising down the highway in a white Ford Bronco. You'll never catch us, bitches!